listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome to Alive Again. That's right, your pet can come back, and that's what this show is about. My name is Brent Atwater, some call me the animal medium, and my job after 20 years of research is to help you have hope and to help your heart heal by understanding questions surrounding death. Today, we have a fascinating story about how your pets are there even when you think they're not. That's right. When you think your pet is passed and you are having no contact with them whatsoever, just like Kitty, they're sitting right there. So let's have a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's dinner time in America. Where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands. Like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com, P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back. And for those of you who are new to this, since we have lots of podcasts, please go check our archives. We try to have different shows on different subjects to help heal hearts in various ways. If you haven't had the opportunity to join our Facebook group, we have a wonderful group on Facebook for Animal Life After Death where we answer questions and we have really lively and vivid discussions and a lot of questions that are asked in the group usually end up on our radio show. So come on over and visit us. Now, if you want to do your research on your own, you can read my book, Animal Reincarnation. It's on Amazon and all the ebook retailers. And uh, that book is a compilation of 20 years of researching animals that come back. We think if there's another question that I need to add, I update that book and refine it about every six months. So, without further ado, we're going to thank Katrina from Canada, who's going to tell us the story of Kitty. And this, to me, was one of the most inspiring readings that I had had in almost 20 years, because I think it is really evidence that never-ending love is real, and that, as I say in my book, your pet is just in steam or spirit form. So, welcome. How are you over there today? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. And I'm just going to be quiet and let you tell us how you met Miss Kitty and how she affected your life. And we'll go from there. Okay. Great. Thanks, Brent. We adopted Kitty in 2005 when she was seven years old. She was absolutely the sweetest cat that we've ever had in our lives. 
and my husband and I both came to love her dearly. She could do no wrong. She spent wonderful seven years with us, and she was just the type of cat that was always cuddly when you needed her to be. She would be there, and she could do no wrong. Basically, the sweetest cat in the world. So when one and a half years ago, when we had to put her to sleep because she suddenly became paralyzed from waist down. Was this just rapid onset? I mean, there was no reason? She just all of a sudden one day was paralyzed? Oh, yes. It was just very, very quick. Just like snap. I Mm. could hear her, you know, trying to catch her breath. She was my baby. Well, that's what love is about. Exactly. So anyway, I broke down. I didn't know what to do. But I did not want her to suffer. So um, we decided to put her to sleep. The vet basically said there's nothing they could do for her. And I just didn't want her to suffer. She passed in May 2012. And I had a horrible, horrible time with this. The first few nights, I thought I felt her jumping on the bed. But of course, I thought it was just my imagination because there was nothing there. So two days later, I dreamt that she was okay, and I felt that she was trying to convey that she was okay to me. Which and she did was. Make me, it did make me feel a lot better. So we had a horrible void in our life, of course, because she was the baby in the family. So about a month later, we ended up adopting another cat, and I just started noticing the oddest things with her, mind you. The new cat's still getting adjusted to its surroundings. So I just kind of took note of some of these things, but I just thought they were strange. You know, like I'd find the new cat staring at the same spot on top of the couch, always concentrating on the one side at the top. And she would not jump up there. She would walk around to the other side of the couch and instead jump up the other way. It was like almost as if she was trying to avoid that side completely. And the funny thing is that that spot that she was staring at and would not go to it happened to be where Kitty always used to jump up and sleep. So I would notice this quite a bit at first. And now still like one and a half years later, she will still do that. And mind you, I've checked for bugs to make sure she wasn't staring at anything, you know, that was actually up there. But there was never anything there. She still does this one and a half years later. And not as much, but does do it periodically. And also, I've noticed that when we call her, when we go um, to sleep, we call her to jump up on the bed. And sometimes she just freezes at the foot of the bed and... Mm -hmm just kind of stares at us, then looks at the space in front of her, like step by step by step, as if something was walking in front of her, and she would just Mm -hmm. stare at it, and she would not come up until sometime later. So I always found that really odd, thinking, what is she looking at? When other times, she'll just come right up without hesitation. So then... After um, all these odd things happening, I sometime later ended up contacting Brent for a consultation, and I got quite the surprise when I got in contact with her. Yeah, we had a little chat, and with that, we're yeah. going to go to our sponsors and come back and see what Kitty has to say about this. 
will transport back into the metaphysical right after these earthly words from our sponsors. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. Please join us at our new time on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time to talk about your pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Wow. It seems like uh, Kitty's presence was always there and was still there. So we start our consultation. And as normal, when I get ready to do a reading, I say my prayer first. And then I very quietly tap into the energy of the individual that I'm working with. So I try to tap into Katrina's energy field so I can give her the information she's interested in and to have a conversation with her. And all of a sudden, this big purple mass of energy gets right in front of me. And I'm going, what is this? Because I, in doing this 20 years, have never seen this, which is why we're doing the show today, because it's absolutely fascinating. And of course, you know, having done this 20 years, I'm going around the left, purple's not moving, going around the right. Purple's not moving. Now, I'm trying to decide in my head what to tell Katrina because she's sitting on the other end of the line not knowing any of this because I'm keeping quiet and I'm talking to this energy going, excuse me, you need to move. And the energy's not moving. I mean, it's like a solid block of marble sitting there. And I finally said to Katrina, um, <clears throat> Katrina, I hate to ask you this because, you know, we're doing a consultation, but I'm trying to get to your energy and I can't. And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, there's this energy sitting in front of you. I said, now, if you have worked with a healer, I know what that looks like. Or if you've had radiation, I know what that looks like. But this is an energy that's purple, which to me indicates it's on the other side. That's just big and strong and sitting right in front of you. And it's not moving because whatever it is, it wants to be heard. And she said, really? And I went, yeah. And then she got real quiet, and I said, let me try another way. Let's see if I can ask it who it is. And jump right in here, Katrina, if I'm missing anything. You're right on. <laughs> and I remember I was sitting here. Now, I'm getting frustrated because I'm trying to do a consultation with Katrina, and I'm sure Katrina's think I'm going like, Woo, doo, doo, doo. she can't do what she's doing. And about that time, I finally said to her, I said to the energy, who are you and what do you want? And the little energy form trembled, and it said, I've got some things I need to tell Katrina. And I went, what? And the little, I'm getting chills all over me. And the little energy form just shook and it said, I've got some things I need to tell Katrina. I'm going, well, could you move over and let me work with Katrina first? And energy goes, nope, I've got some things I've got to tell Katrina. And I'm going, okay, so I guess I need to tell Katrina this. So I try to gather up my best be nice to a client and say to her very quietly, Katrina, there's this entity 
that's sitting in front of your energy that won't let me talk to you. So you need to give me just another minute so I can figure out what this is because I'm thinking, oh, I hope it's not a dark energy. But it was purple, so I knew it had to be good. And I knew it was of the good energy or it wouldn't have been purple. And I said, but there's something here that wants to talk to you that is not letting me talk to you and is not moving. She heard her say very quietly, oh. Now, I don't know, Katrina, at that point in time, you were even thinking it might be Kitty. You'll have to tell us that. Well, I remember you um, strictly asking, did somebody die? <laughs> I thought... I did. I thought that was that was odd because... Um, that wasn't you know, what our like, consultation was about. The reason we had the consultation was absolutely nothing to do with pets or completely different subject matter, so I did think that was strange. And the only thing that's really, really affected me, of course, is the death of my cat. So that's when I told Brent about Kitty. <laughs> so I said, she said, yes, my cat had passed. I went, really? And she said, yes. So I'm this cord has given me a wing to fly on. So I look at this little shimmering purple energy and I said to you, Excuse me, would you show yourself to me? Because at that point in time, I was wanting to see what... And about that time, this beautiful cat sitting in a window shows up and is looking over her shoulder and with the tail hanging down, sitting in the corner of a window at me. And I said, oh, how are you? She said, I'm fine. And I said, what's your name? She said, Kitty. And I went, really? Why are you here? And she said, because she needs to know that I'm with her all the time. And I went, really? And she went, yes. And I said... Well, do I anything else? She, she said, oh, yes, I have a lot of other things I want to tell her, too. I went, are you going to move so I can do? No, she said, I'm not. I'm not leaving until you tell Katrina what I want her to know. And I went, really? And she looked back at me and said, yes. So I said to Katrina, I'm looking at a cat here, and it's sitting in the window. And you said to me. <laughs> I was I was just shocked. I was shocked. I remember you telling me that. It was a dark cat, and you tried to continue on with our consultation, and every once in a while, she would come in, and you would relay her message and say things like, she used to sing to me, <laughs> which it just, it shocked me again, because yes, I did. <laughs> and another one, I think you said that... She thought I nibbled on her ears. Meanwhile, I would kiss her on top of her ears. So I guess Mm -hmm. maybe that's what she thought it was. So just very specific details that really just stunned me. Just couldn't even talk. (laughs) But I think what was interesting, and this is what is fascinating to me, and then I'm going to ask Katrina to give her perspective of it. So for those of you who are listening and going, well, why are we saying all this? Here's what I think is the most fascinating. No matter what you think when a pet is passed and you think, where is my pet? I can't talk to them. I can't be with them. Where have they gone? They're in Rainbow Bridge or wherever you think they might be. They're not. They're right there with you. And in 20 years, I've always known that. But I've never seen a pet step up because it was really important to Kitty. And you also told me that Kitty always, that was her favorite place to sit, was in the corner of that window. Right, exactly. 
And I kept saying, she's sitting in this much beautiful cat, and she's sitting in the window, and Kitty's just sitting there, you know, and Kitty wasn't going to move until she told Katrina what she wanted to hear and wanted her to know, and for Katrina to know through very explicit personal details that it was Kitty. And so I think what's important about all of this, from my perspective, is don't think your pet is, quote, dead. The body is dead, but the spirit is sitting right there with you. And I would like Katrina to give her perspective of what she learned from Kitty in our consultation that was set for, because really we ended up not doing a consultation at all. We ended up doing a conversation with Kitty. Exactly. Because Kitty was bound and determined she was going to be heard and have her way and let Katrina know that she was very much alive and very well, although she was in steam and spirit form. So, Katrina, what are your closing thoughts on what it taught you as a pet owner from prior of having no knowledge of basically Kitty being there and then having experienced her death and then having her show up so strongly to have a conversation with you, whether we wanted it or not. (laughs) Right, especially out of nowhere. I I mean, the most crazy thing is that I didn't even call you for pet consultation. (laughs) So that's the most shocking part for me. And I learned that when your pet passes, it's not really gone. Their energy stays with us. And also that whatever signs you get, don't necessarily discount them as your imagination, especially when you keep seeing things over and over again, such as, you know, feeling that there's something jumping up on the bed or just things that don't seem right. Well, like your other cat looking at Kitty's spot. Kitty was in her spot on the sofa. That's right. That's right. And jumping for no reason and even like standing on the, on her two back legs to get a look at what is on top of that couch. is just she's never really done that too much, but when we first got her, so just these This is puzzles, the living cat. This yeah, this living cat just it's almost as if, yeah, there was another cat there. That's how she's acting. So that was my lesson. It was quite eye-opening. And I'm glad that I got in contact with Brent to, to experience that. Well, I am thrilled that Kitty was such a strong energy to help people know that she's still on the back of the sofa. She still gets on the, on the bed first. And by God, she was going to say exactly what she wanted to say when she wanted to say it, regardless of what us humans and our agenda had. Exactly. And it, it's been one and a half years, a little over. So she's still around. Well, she'll be there until she has other other designs. Well, I thank you so very much today for your time. And I hope everyone realizes that some of the signs that you think, oh, can't be, really are. And I think it's really critical that you understand that your pet is there right with you. And that when they say, you know, they say, well, you tell her I love her. Well, I don't need to. They're right there. That's right. And on that, we'll go take a break for our sponsor. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. 
Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radial root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet And for our second story today, it's going to be about you may not always get what you want, but you always get what you need. And to recap, remember, your pet is always there. And that's what Katiana's story taught us, is that no matter what you think, your pet is alive and well in steam form. So start talking to them, start communicating with them, start noticing those signs because they are real. Now, the second person that we're talking to today is Deanna from Canada, and we had her own before with her fabulous dog, Caleb, who's featured in our book under God Dogs. And our episode before this features what Caleb taught me about God Dogs, and that is that a God Dog has a purpose in life, and his purpose at that time was to save Diana's family from their house burning down. But his education to me was he wasn't coming back to Diana, but he was coming back to members in her family because as a higher being taking on dog form, his job was the family and the children and the grandchildren. So we thought it would be interesting to talk to Deanna from her perspective of what happens when you have a reading that doesn't tell you what you want to hear, but creates new perspectives in your lives. And with that, we say, welcome, Deanna. Thank you for taking time off of your busy day today to uh, be with us and share what you learned. We're looking forward to it. Hi there. Hi, Brent. Thank you for having me back again. Um, And yes, I'd love to share as well as I can my experience with a reading with you, which was phenomenal. But as you said, it's not necessarily because I I suppose everybody probably goes into a reading expecting or hoping at the very least, because we're all human, that they're going to hear that their pet's coming back and hopefully coming back soon and and that sort of thing. And while I, I sort of understood that I shouldn't go into it with any kind of expectation, of course, I'm not going to lie and say there wasn't a little piece of me that was hoping for that. But as the reading went on, as it was clear to me that Brent really was tapping into Caleb and his energy, and all of that really resonated with me. And, the, and probably in the, in the deepest part of me, I knew that there was 
maybe something different about how Caleb's story was going to pan out. And so I kind of went into it with a sense of adventure and, and was open about it. And I knew that, that whatever was going to come out of it, it was going to be beneficial for me and be a step towards my healing in, in the grief. The thing is, and I believe you recently did a show with, um, with Sanjay, uh, which was wonderful, and you guys touched upon the idea that whether, regardless of whether you're, even if your pet is coming back, they won't be coming back more often than not exactly the same as they were before. So your grieving process is still going to involve you letting go that incarnation that they were because they're going to come back wanting new experiences, a new adventure. That's the whole purpose, possibly, you know, a new purpose for themselves, etc. And so you have to either way come to grips with that being that you know knew or that being that I knew as Caleb wasn't going to come back exactly the same regardless. So you still have to let go of that and you still have to go through the process of grieving that, knowing that. And really what you're doing is you're grieving the process of the old suit, not the soul, the old suit that they were in. Because as humans, we limit our mind to the parameters of what we visually see. And so it really upsets people sometimes when they think their dog is not coming back except the dog comes back as a bunny or a kitty. You know, you have to get over in your mind the parameters that your mind limits to a specific body or as we call it, dress suit. Yes, absolutely. And so there's challenges that come with that as well, that come with dealing with, you know, your pet coming back. So, you know, either way, I knew it was going to be an adventure. And as you said, Caleb wasn't going to come back, but he did let you know that um, and let us know because his role was different. I guess he was a god animal or an overseer of my particular family. And and that was wonderful to hear. But I also knew that his his energy and having had the reading and having been able to sort of just come to peace with knowing sort of what the next step is and, and knowing that he hears and, and that that we're still connected in some way, whether it's coming back physically to me or someone in my family, is equally as joyful to me. And as you said before, too, I know that I can tap into him at any time. So I've really sort of come to terms with that. And And you also, I'm going to insert here, I'd like to insert here in your wonderful explanation, is you had said to me that you really did think there was something different about Caleb. Even before when we started the reading, you said, you know, I always have known in my heart before we even start this, you know, getting Caleb's side of the story, that Caleb is very different. And so your soul already knew he was special. Well, absolutely. And and I don't know if I talked about this once before in one of the shows, but I often ask for signs in threes. That's my sort of special number because I kind of feel like once could be a coincidence, twice you start to take notice and three times it's like, okay, it's got to be a done deal. And interestingly <laughs> yeah. enough, right? Interestingly yep, that's the way enough, I do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. For me, that's the magic number. But um, a few months prior, uh, like last summer, I was in touch with somebody that's able to communicate with the other side. And it wasn't formal in any way, but we were sort of emailing back and forth. And and he was getting in touch with Caleb in his own way. And that was one of the things that he said to me at one point that Caleb 
didn't feel like a dog energy, that he wasn't really a dog. And we didn't really go into great detail about it, but I just remember him saying that and it sort of stuck in my mind. And, I, and at the time too, I remember kind of going, getting those chills or whatever, knowing that the, I knew that. I knew there was something different about him. And then you, in your reading, you tapped into that as well. And then interestingly, just last weekend, I went to a party and there was a lady there, very sweet lady, who we just got to talking. It was very casual. It was a party. It was not a reading of any sort. But we were talking about Caleb and, and my experience with you and the reading and that. And I didn't even start talking about anything that was said in the reading. And she already tapped into also, but in her way, words, she said more that he kind of felt like a shaman energy or, or that he was of a higher ilk or a higher level. So in her own words, she basically was saying the same thing. So that was my third confirmation. And that just happened last weekend. So, I mean, that too in itself, when you're open enough and you're willing enough to take what's coming to you and try and understand that it is what you need and see how it fits with you to help you heal instead of clinging too much to what you think you want. Because like you said so eloquently, you don't always get what you want, but you do get what you need. That's what the universe, I believe, will always support you in. And so so in that sense, it was a very peaceful reading. And, and you were wonderful, Brent. I mean, you took more time with me than you needed to. I suspect you do that with a lot of people because of your compassion. And, and I so appreciate you. you being honest and upfront so that we know that we're getting the truth. And Well, and it was, not it's like I told you. Trouble. I said, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. As Caleb went over the death line, he turned into the tiny little pin dot of white and then instead of turning into a sparkler he went into a huge just all there is of white and that said to me okay he's a higher being and I said to you I don't think Caleb's coming back and about that time in his spirit zooms again and going yes I am with her and he started giving me details about with your 14 year old daughter or when she reaches 14 and then he zooms back in describes the granddaughter and says I'll be there then too and so yeah. It was eye-opening to me because that identified him as a higher being, being part of all there is, but it also the fact that your family was the pod he was assigned to. I know, and I love that. And I also thought it was interesting because you had earlier in the re reading asked if he was coming back, and it was sort of like, no, there was no indication, and there was no answer there. And then we sort of veered off and talked about a few other different things. And then I think you went back into it and asked, are you ever coming back? I did, that's what I said. Yeah, so it's interesting to me because I think sometimes when we're, when we're asking spirit or the universe a lot of times our question is just as important as the answer and how we phrase it. I asked him, was he coming back to you specifically? Coming back said, to me. Yeah. E exactly, right? And Which he said no. To that was no, right? So, and then he doesn't, and then there's no offering up of further information because I, I believe that in some ways too, spirit is very much like that. They're not intrusive. It's sort of like they're waiting for you to ask the right question so that you're ready to hear the answer. And that's, we kind of stuck with it for a little bit because we were like, oh, this is very different, you know, how he transitioned and you were recognizing that, oh, I have never seen this before. And so we kind of explored it a little bit more and that's when you came to him with the answer, well, are you ever coming back? And then it was like, yeah, to the daughter and to the granddaughter so he could answer that. Yeah, and he so just skipped right along with all the details. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was really interesting 
for me too in learning how to communicate with spirit and with your own intuition is sometimes really, you know, instead of jumping the gun or just closing the book on something without having fully explored it perhaps, or maybe asking a question in a different way and therefore getting more detail or more answer out of it. I think that was that was really cool. And I thought it was also interesting that it shows that an animal can not come back to the original owner, but can come back to other people if it's a god animal. Yeah, and like you said, you'd never come across that before. And I had even asked, well, I had assumed that, you know, if you have a soul contract with that being, you know, that they can't come back to anybody else. But because he is of in a different category, that means that his, you know, his rules or whatever are different or whatever sort of purpose or mission that he has is different and encompasses something greater, perhaps because he is sort of a larger, higher, closer to maybe the angels or whatever. I mean, it's pretty hard because we're learning. It's one, it's one of those things, just when you think you know everything or you have a handle on something, the universe comes along and like teaches you something else. Said, well, nope, that's why I revised the book. Piece. I did the same yeah. thing as I went back in there because I said, you know, there's nothing. God dogs come back and they usually send somebody else back. And as soon as I finished our reading, I went back in there and totally revised the book Animal Reincarnation and put the whole chapter on Caleb in there because Caleb taught me, well, they may not come back to you, but he's got a job with the family. So he's coming back to all the relatives. Yeah, it's like he's a guardian. He probably assigned to this line or he's somehow connected to our our line and so maybe his mission is broader put it that way it's not yeah. soul specific yeah. like a soul contract would be and that you know that totally makes sense to me and not only that it really resonates with me and it it starts to put the pieces together of the puzzle of who was Caleb and that whole feeling that I've always had that there was something remarkably different about him that I just couldn't put my finger on it and your reading. So in that sense, there was tremendous healing because as much as there's probably a whole bunch more that we still don't understand, for me, it kind of helped me close the chapter on that portion of my life with him and and not with him entirely, but just that part of my life to be able to say that's complete, you know, and it was successful. And I think that's interesting because he didn't describe how he was coming back when he was, you know, going to be with your daughter at 14. But he did describe your granddaughter, which is not even born yet because your children are still young. And so I thought it was interesting what he decided to describe instead of himself. He described the children and the people that he was serving rather than himself. Be interesting, and we'll have you back on another time to see if by the time your daughter gets 14, which will be many years down the road, we'll say, well, Diana, is he back yet? Yeah, I know, because I don't remember, I don't think, well, I think you had said you felt as if he would be coming back as a dog for the daughter and possibly a cat for the grandchild, But from what I remember. But either way, I mean, being Caleb, who knows what he's going to decide to do Uh, at that point. That's exactly right, and that's what we wanted to point out today, because every time you think you have the rules in place, the universe changes them or provides more information to ever expand your awareness and your understanding of all there is. Yes, and I think that's why it's important to come with the best energy that you can. Like we have said so many times, to try as best you can, even though you're going to be human and have that little bit of hope of wanting to hear what you want to hear. But again, you know, it was exactly what I needed because I know that what's played out between him and I is complete and then he can go on and, and pursue his other missions, whatever they might be. That 
is healing enough and joy enough. Knowing that he's going to come back to my daughter, my granddaughter is awesome. And then I might possibly be experiencing that with them is totally awesome. I love it. Yeah, because and I definitely won't know what he's going to look like. <laughs> I know. So I maybe when it gets closer, that, but, we can, you know, we'll ask him when it gets closer, you know. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think that's part of you, as you picked up on, he's so, he was such a calm, I mean, being that I just don't think that those details he felt, you know, were necessary. He'll kind of figure that out along the way. (laughs) Yeah, his mission is more important than the details of his being. Exactly. And I think that you actually said something like that. For him, it's the mission that's important. Whereas in other cases, it's the soul contract between you and that and that being that becomes important that needs to be played out and that's why you can never get it wrong but with Caleb there's so much more to learn and so you know he's a little bit more elusive as to how it's all going to play out as far as the master teacher he's teaching us earthlings to learn more and expand wider yeah and to look further and to look deeper um and like and like I said to ask more questions and to be more specific about your questions and again to never give up because we could have just sort of ended the reading where we did and and I thank you for that as well because you didn't give up you went back in into it you know tried to see what else you can get out of it and and you did you got a big huge old nugget (laughs) well you know I like I said I'd never seen it before and I thought okay this is a learning opportunity I'm going to ask till they tell me I can't ask anymore and that's what I think all owners should do is ask until you can't ask anymore because that way you learn and you expand and you grow and even if it's not the answer you want to hear that's growth yeah well and also being able to take time even if you don't get it right away to say you know if it's not the answer that I wanted to hear, what is it about the experience that was still positive, beneficial, healing? Because as you said, even in cases where you are having to tell the person they're not coming back, the animal will give you the reasons why. And that also yeah. is a learning yeah. lesson. Yeah, It's still closure. Whichever way you look at it, it's still closure and will help you move to the next step in your healing and letting go and, and to move on and embrace the future. Well, I think she said it all in that sentence, and on that, we're going to have closure on our show. We want to thank everybody who's been with us today. Deanna, thank you for your time, and thank thank you, Caleb, for your lesson. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kitty, for teaching me that pets are always there. No matter what you think, they're there, and if your pet has something to say, they're going to be in your face or up against your leg, or bouncing on your bed, or doing whatever it takes to get your attention, because whether you think they're there or not, they're there. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to us today. If you want to learn more, join our Facebook group. How about checking us out? We're going to be having live shows in the future, so about once a month you'll be able to do live question and answers, and you can find that on our page, either Brent Atwater at Pet Loss or Brent Atwater the Animal Medium, either one. We'll be making our announcements there, and if you want to learn a base for all this, my book, Animal Reincarnation, has now, since we've added a whole chapter on Caleb, about 185 pet questions that answer your heart's yearnings about what happens when a pet dies, when they go to the the other side and if they're coming back and on that note we wish you what's best for your heart and for your soul's evolvement Bye-bye. let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com <laughs>